Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for our King, our Messiah, Jesus. He's coming any moment now, and He told His people to watch therefore and be ready. Dove Schwartz here in northern Israel, our final week of broadcasting in southeast Texas, uh, for, for now anyhow, and I have our co-host, Dr. John McTernan, uh, with us on the program. John, it's been a nice run. We're moving onward and upward, and, and, and we have a special week this week with our listeners, don't we? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, sad in a way, uh, but we are we are moving on, and I hope that while we were sharing so so many truths from God's Word and truths about what's happening in the world, that we were a great blessing to our listeners. I pray so as well, John. Uh, and uh, we have a very sobering uh, message today. Yet there's a way forward, and there's grace, and there's mercy, and and we're thankful for that. John, why don't you pray um, for our program and listeners, and then I'll get us started. Um, on this real special program that we have today. Yeah, Father, we thank you for this time together, and as always, we have limited time and way more information that we could share. So, Lord, fit into this time frame what you want our listeners to hear. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. 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 Yes. Thank you, John. Well, um, I want to set up our program with a very historically... Um, sad and tragic scenario, yet one that's not so different than what we face today. Uh, of course, the Holocaust took place uh, in, under the Nazi regime, and uh, across Europe there were these concentration camps that were also even um, crematoriums where they would, uh, and, 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 and gas houses where they would gas Jews and, and cremate Jews and uh, had mass graves for Jewish people. And, and for a long time, all, all that led up to that, and then, of course, the uh, end of World War II, was taking place right under the noses, right in the midst of, of communities where, where people lived. And, and, and so it, it's not that they didn't see to, to a great degree what was going on and, and know it, but they just didn't want to face it. It was so ugly, and, and the threat against them was so great to rise up against it that they just, and there are many historical accounts of, of even believers in Messiah Jesus that just ignored it, and, and some sadly and tragically professing believers in Jesus participated in it. And so I've got a quote here from Dwight D. Eisenhower. He said this. He said, get it all on record now. Get the films, get the witnesses, because somewhere down the road of history, some bastard will get up and say this, that this never happened, unquote. So, and we see that today. Uh, there, are, um, there are Holocaust deniers all over the place. And, and so one of the things also that they made... Uh, the the people do in some of these communities communities and that were around these camps, they literally forced them to tour, to go through these murder death camps, and smell the smells and see the sights, and the shame and the 
horror of what they had um what they had ignored was brought into plain view and and, and so the bible is real clear about about the responsibility that that believers in Jesus have to protect the weak wherever they can and so in proverbs 31 verses 8 and 9 it says this open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die open your mouth judge righteously and plead the cause of the needy. Uh, John, I'm going to read one more real quick and share a little bit, and then I'm going to ask you to jump in just a moment. So in Psalm 82, it says this, Psalm 82, uh, and I believe it's in verse 3. I'm getting there, Psalm 82. Yeah, verse 3, defend the poor and fatherless, do justice to the afflicted and needy, deliver the poor and needy, free them from the hand of the wicked. Now, I was asking the Lord, and John, you and I were talking about this, about what to share in this final week of, of programs. And since we're, our program is primarily going out to the Houston area, though also all over southeast Texas, or, or wider, wider and, and further out than Houston, Houston has the second largest abortion clinic in the world, right off I-45 there. And as I've been looking at, at statistics it, it, it's it's horror, literally horrible, how few professing born again Christians care about abortion. Um, it, this, it's so far down the priority list of those who are voting uh, in this upcoming election that it's almost unimaginable. Numbers are somewhere between ten and thirty uh, percent of professing evangelical Christians care about abortion. It's not a priority to them. And so um, what I submit to you, John, and to the Houston listeners uh, is this. The Bible teaches that judgment starts first in the household of God. That's what 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says. <clears throat> and so, John, there are people who are listening, that hearing this. They might think, well, yes, but, but God's merciful. And, John, here's what I submit to you. What say you about this? Yes, God is merciful. He's going to be merciful to those babies. Yes, those who perish, who enter into into eternity, will be comforted in heaven. Yet there's going to be a recompense on the earth for those who have done this. But not only that, those who had the ability to do something about it, but chose not to and ignored it. One day, I believe, John, I don't know this exact scenario, but they will be forced by the Lord in judgment to face the blood of the innocence that has been shed in their presence, and they went on about their own business in that the Lord will have mercy on the babies, but there will be judgment and there will be a response from the Lord on, on those who were the strong. He'll have mercy on the strong and there'll be judgment He'll have mercy on the weak, the babies, and there'll be judgment upon the strong. Not only those who perpetrated this, certainly it'll be much more severe for them, but also those who could have done something but just didn't care in their own selfishness. What do you think about that, John? Well, uh, when you look at it, Pastor Dove, what happened in, um, we'll say, Germany, mm -hmm. uh, it's very interesting 
when you look at, we know after World War um, II, Germany was divided. And the part, uh, this wasn't by accident. The part of Germany that was really hardest towards the Jews mm -hmm. came under East Germany. Wow. And they came under the Russian control, and it was no picnic there. No, no. <laughs> it was no picnic. That's right. In fact, Germany still really hasn't recovered from that to this day, The this, what happened to East Germany. Um, the German society, they, the Germans lost, I think, 10 or 10 million people in that war. Uh, there was a lot of dam damage done. Uh, we were merciful to them and built up Germany. Uh, but the, the Germans, there was payday for what they did for... Um, killing the Jews. Now we go to break in about two minutes, John. And I, my question is, how is it that pastors and churches have gotten to the place where they think you can have the second largest abortion clinic in the world in your back door, in your backyard, and not care about it, not, not pray, not protest, not frankly give much of a flip about it, and that everything's somehow going to be okay for you? How how do we get well, to that place, John? You've, we've got two minutes to well, break. Yeah, the uh, the way we got to that place is there is a lack of the fear of God. That's the problem. They have they're focused more on their agenda. They're focused on the church budget, the church programs, uh, attendance at the church, looking respectable. You know, there's a price to pay when you stand up for God like this. There was a price to pay in Germany when the real believers stood up against the Nazis. So they, it boils down to a lack of the fear of God. That's what it boils down to. And then beyond that, it's not understanding God's holiness. Wow. And that be, because God is holy, he'll only put up with sin for so long. That's right. That's and right. He, and then he, he, moves in, he moves in judgment. Absolutely. So that's what's happened to vast swaths of the American church is they simply have lost the fear of God. John, isn't it true that if people in power will murder babies, they'll murder you. They'll murder anybody. Yeah. Why Why yeah, do people think it's going it, to... It, go ahead. It, it, it loosens a murdering spirit into society. Because when you study the Nazis, they didn't just start killing the Jews and, and political opposition one day. It started with the German society. Abortion, believe it or not, abortion, well, abortion was illegal in Germany, but it was uh, conducted and no one cared. None mm -hmm. of the doctors were arrested for it. And, and then they started to kill World War I veterans that were, um, you know, um, incapacitated in that. They started killing them. Then they started to kill the schizophrenic patients. And this is all before the Nazis took over. The Nazis just harnessed it. And uh, people don't know this, but the, uh, the SS learned from the German uh, psychiatrists how to kill in the gas chambers because the psychiatrists had built these mini gas chambers in the hospital to put the patients in to kill them. And the SS saw this, and they said, wow, this is really efficient, and we could kill a 1,000 at a time. It's so really the German society was riddled with this death mentality as a way of getting rid of problems, and the Nazis harvested it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, now, we got to go to break right now, John, and when we come back, I want to talk to you about your many years in pro-life 
And we're going to leave this program and this very difficult subject with the grace and the mercy of the Lord for all of our listeners for the way forward. Doesn't that sound good, John? It sounds wonderful. Okay, well, I think it would be appropriate on our break to talk about our ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers. And there's a very specific ministry, John, I think we should talk about. And what do you think that ministry is, John? Uh, that would be pro-life in Israel. <laughs> That's right. And so, Biad uh, Chaim, which means pro-life, Israel pro-life, is a ministry that John and I sponsor through our ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers. If you go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com, you can click on, and we, we have a, a, a big primary spot on our website you can click on for pro-life. And a, a big part of the funds that come into Blessing Israeli Believers monthly go to Israel Pro-Life. And Sandy Shoshani, who's the head of Israel Pro-Life, is a very close friend of John and mine and our family. And so uh, we really encourage you to go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com and go to Biad Chaim, Israel Pro-Life, and help save babies from abortion in Israel and and we're going to talk about the Houston area and all wherever you are that you're listening, uh, John. You've been in pro life for a long time, and and you've seen the devastating effects of abortion, um, and it, it's no uh, small thing. And people shouldn't ignore it, should they? Well, I have a ministry uh, for healing the brokenhearted, and one of the questions I ask every woman. Uh, that I minister to. And I, I want to say that I always minister to women with uh, other women. We have a team, and there's usually at least one, maybe two other women. Present, women. right, sure. Uh, I ask the woman if she's ever had an abortion, and a shocking amount say they have. Shocking. Yes. yes. I've had an abortion. And I have prayed individually with, I don't, into the hundreds, maybe heading towards thousand now. Uh, women, and I found, like I said, I found a shocking high rate of women who have had abortions that it's devastated them, and they they need to be healed uh, by the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the great physician, Pastor Dove, and yes. their hearts have been shattered because of the abortion. The the what led up to it, having the abortion, guilt, shame, remorse, and I want to say this real quickly. The way, one of the things that I I introduce into this for the healing of of a woman who's had an abortion is that through the gospel of Jesus Christ and his forgiveness, that uh, at the marriage supper of the Lamb, uh, she will be introduced to the child with no guilt, no shame, no condemnation, and all will be forgiven. Wow. Uh, But uh, the, the pain that I have seen, Pastor Dove, I mean... Uh, it's heart-wrenching. It's heart-wrenching to see what, uh, you know, a woman who's now 50, 60 years old and had an abortion when she was 18, 19, it, nev- it, it was deep damage done that only Jesus Christ could heal, Pastor Dove. And, and John, tell no me... Ha- psychiatrist. How... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, there's no psychiatrist, there's no psychologist, there is an amount of drug, there is no amount of drugs that can heal this. Um, there's no six steps or eight steps or ten steps. It is purely following the ministry of Jesus Christ as outlined in Luke 4.18 and Isaiah 61, and having the Lord minister and healing a broken, damaged heart 
by a, a woman having an abortion. John, I want to do this. We have more than enough time, so you don't have to worry about the time. I'd ask you now to pray for every woman who's listening or every man who is carrying the guilt of being involved in facilitating uh, what turned into an abortion. I'd ask you right now to pray, John, for all of our listeners, and then I've got some things to, to end the program with. Well, Pastor Dove, the very first thing is you have to come under the gospel of Jesus Christ and uh, believe that he died on the cross, uh, that the Lord died on the cross and shed his blood to pay the price for sin, which includes an abortion. Uh, we have to, the, a person would have to recognize that abortion was sin, uh, that killing the baby in sure. the womb was, was sinful. That's the very first step, and believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid the penalty for this sin and confess him as your Lord and Savior. And after that happens, the next step in, in the Scripture says, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and then is to uh, allow the Lord to minister, Pastor Dove, to heal uh, a heart that's been devastated uh, through an abortion. So what I do is I refer to the Lord as the great physician when I pray for this, because that's what the Bible calls them. Amen? Amen. Why don't you do that now? Would you pray for our listeners now, John? Yes, I will pray. Father, I, I come before you now with our listeners, uh, uh, male and female, Lord. The men also have guilt for not supporting uh, their wife or their girlfriend and going and, and, and pushing them into it. There's tremendous guilt there. So, Lord, I'm asking, you are the great physician, and anyone that needs to be ministered to now, for having an abortion, or abortions, Lord. i prayed for people with four or five abortions. Uh, I'm asking now that you as the great physician heal the shattered, broken heart, that you heal the heart of shame, that you heal the heart of guilt, Lord, uh, that you heal the sorrow that can be deep inside the heart. Uh, according to your word, a broken heart is shattered, it's a shattering of our, of our inner being. And in your word, it says he sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. So that's what we're asking now, that you would bind the heart of any of our listeners that have been broken through abortion, that you would heal it, you would bring forgiveness, that your forgiveness would flow into the heart, Lord, into their broken heart. You would restore it, because this broken heart, for those that know you, is a block. The, the abortion that's never been ministered to is a block between them and you. So we're asking for a complete healing because you are the great physician. And, Lord, I also ask that they uh, realize that you, uh, the blessed hope that you're coming for us, we go to be with you, then we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, and at the marriage supper of the Lamb uh, the, 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 be introduced to the child, there will be no guilt, no shame, no anger, no condemnation, because in God's presence there is no guilt, shame, condemnation. It's all forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ, and that these people can have comfort in knowing that there is a future now with the child that was aborted. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Amen. Thank you, John. For all of our listeners now, I encourage you to walk in that forgiveness you've just received if you prayed with John. And walk now in the cleansing and the way forward. Now also realize, if that's you, that the Lord will often take your miseries and make them your ministries. 
And now what you can do is you can find others who have been involved in abortion and, and reach out to them. You can reach out to women who are considering an abortion. And you can minister to them. You can minister to women who are, had a difficult situation but chose to have a baby. You can minister to them. Also, you can stand and pray that the Lord would bring Goliath down, the second largest abortion clinic in the world. How do you do that? Well, you can call Pastor Ray Jensen. Go to calvarychapelpearland.com, calvarychapelpearland.com, and they go and they pray once a month in front of the second largest abortion clinic in the world, just a handful of them. Isn't it tragic that there aren't hundreds and thousands of, of Christ, born-again believing Christians in Houston that, sh- that should be working in shifts seven days a week to pray and ask the Lord to bring that place down. But no, we're too interested in that prosperity gospel and, and the Lord blessing us with the world's things that are going to burn. No, we need to repent, folks. The Lord is about saving lives. That's what the Lord's about. And if that's not what you're about, you need to repent. And Jesus, the Lord, will forgive you and cleanse you. You need to get into a church where they care about the gospel and people being saved and people walking in righteousness and holiness and learning the word of God and reaching out for the lost and and saving babies from abortion. If you're not in a church that is about the kingdom of God, oh, for God's sake, for heaven's sake, get out of there and go to a place where they care about the things God cares about. And, And the Abba Father will smile on you and pour his power through you and you'll have resurrection power bearing fruit so that when Messiah Jesus comes, you'll be ready. So um, if you've been complacent, if you haven't cared about the innocent blood that's been shed all around you, but you've had your eyes on other things, even in the name of Jesus, um, you don't care about the things of God, the kingdom of God, you've been about yourself in Jesus' name. Well, that's real common. That's church in America in many cases. Repent. Repent of dead religion and serve the king who's coming very soon, Messiah Jesus. And so uh, that that's the way forward. John, what, do you think that's a good plan? What do you think? Absolutely. That's what's needed. That that's, We have the opportunity. The Germans never did that uh, with the Jews. Uh, see, it wasn't only Jews. It was a lot of political prisoners also. That's right. But they never did it. If the German people would have stood up, they could have blocked it. They could have stopped it. But they didn't, for whatever reason. A lot of it was there was no power in the pulpits. That's right. You know, the, the preachers didn't have power. I'd like to say one thing, Pastor Dove, to sure. our listeners. Mm-hmm. If anyone listened to me and you want more information about healing the brokenhearted, please email me at mct911 at aol.com. I have a brochure titled, Jesus Christ Came to Heal the Brokenhearted. There's millions of them. I, I'm, I'm going to estimate... Three, four, five million now have been printed worldwide. Send me your mailing address, and I will uh, mail you a copy of the brochure. So that's mct911 at aol.com. John, before we close, I'd like to take it a step further, and I'd like to say anybody who's listening, um, you know, maybe calvarychapelpearland.com isn't an option for you. Maybe you live outside of the Houston area. There's people all the way over to Beaumont and listen. Go to usaprophecy.com. That's usaprophecy.com and you can find a lot more out about good pro-life thinking and, and, and organization and ways forward and ways to minister life and to stand. So go to usaprophecy.com. That's John's ministry and I'll help with that. Now we encourage you to go to blessingisraelibelievers.com and support Israel pro-life and all of our other ministries here in Israel. So into the kingdom. Now and do this. Be sure to do this. Watch therefore. Messiah Jesus is coming any moment. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, 
unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.